0: Hey, everybody. What you are about to listen to is an episode of Am I Dying? Here at Offscript, we've taken the Am I Dying show, put a twist on it, and created the new Is It Serious podcast with Dr. Mark Lewis and Dr. Jean-Luc Neptune. Think of it this way. The Am I Dying docs discuss lots of symptoms, while the Is It Serious docs answer lots of questions. And all of the episodes are here on this feed for your listening pleasure. For new episodes, don't forget to subscribe, and thanks for listening. So often doctors refer to this uh, practice as keeping a food diary. Mm. Now, this is not a regular diary like the one Mark keeps about his crushes. Yeah, that's my little black
1: book. And it's very little (laughs) these days, to be honest.
0: Hey, everyone. It's Dr. Chris Kelly.
1: And I'm Dr. Mark Eisenberg.
0: And this is Am I Dying? A conversational podcast about your symptoms and what to do next. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we are going to talk about a symptom that everyone experiences from time to time, and I think Mark is experiencing it right now, actually.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I was going to say anyone who shared an office with you (laughs) knows about uh, your problem with bloating.
0: Yes, bloating, bloating, bloating. So that uncomfortable sensation that your belly is bigger than it should be and feeling like your pants are a little tighter than they should be, maybe you're a little gassier than you'd like. That is bloating and it's not comfortable. Certainly uh, no one likes being bloated, but it's something that I think everybody experiences from time to time.
1: It's also not comfortable for the person sitting next to no, you. It's is not. it?
0: And I believe that's why uh, we can no longer work in the same office. Space. <laughs> <laughs> when I see you coming in with a big uh, bean burrito from Chipotle, I know that it's time to yeah. clear out.
1: Don't the airlines just reserve the whole row for you.
0: <laughs> Depends on what I eat, Mark. Depends on what I eat. Mm. Um, so bloating You know, everybody gets this after certain meals. And I think the the key with bloating is to recognize, number one, what is most likely to make you feel bloated and can you avoid it? And number two, are there any situations where bloating can be a sign of a real problem?
1: Which is the, the thing most people worry about when they actually have bloating. Yeah. Is something else really going on? Like, should, can they chill out or should they freak out? But actually, a fun fact is at least a fourth of you out there are going to complain of bloating sometime in the next year. So bloating is very, very common. So we're going to also talk about what causes bloating, what causes that gassy feeling or the abdominal fullness, yes. especially after eating.
0: So I think the the main two issues with bloating are, number one, uh, frequently it's just your stomach is really full. I mean, if you eat a really big meal, if you actually do down an entire burrito, which by the way, is like the size of a football and is about that same size inside of you too, your stomach is going to be really big and the stomach takes up room uh, in the body when it's full and that's going to make you feel bloated. And it can take a few hours for the food to exit the stomach and redistribute its way through the intestines before you feel like your normal self again. But I think a, a probably even more common problem is not just a full stomach. It's that your intestines get full of air and yeah. you're just full of air. And as a result, your your waistline expands and you feel gassy. And so, Mark, why don't you fill in the kind of people on why air gets stuck in there?
1: So air does get into your body from basically two different routes. Uh, number one, you're swallowing too much of it. So, um, especially this, you know, when we chew and you talk and you chew or you drink through a straw or you drink carbonated beverages, which have gas in it, you're swallowing and absorbing a lot of air into your stomach. So in most people, you're actually swallowing too much air, you know, so that's one way air gets into your uh, stomach. And the other way, you want to talk about the other way?
0: Do you not just burp out the air?
1: That type of air that you're having, you know, uh, that you're swallowing too much of, um, you normally do burp it out, you know. Uh, so if that's, if that's your issue, then what you could do is try, you know, s- try not chewing gum for two days. Uh, I know Chris and I are from New Jersey, so it's very difficult for us to not chew gum. It's actually on day. the state
0: flag, uh, a piece of gum.
1: <laughs> with the mosquito. Uh, anyway, you know, s- try not uh, drinking through a straw or maybe cutting down on the, uh, carbonated beverages to see if the bloating gets better. You know, if it gets better, then you have a reason for it. It's nothing serious. And just learn to either live with the bloating if you like chewing your gum or, uh, you know, cut back on it for good.
0: When I was in elementary school, one of the many talents that I was known for in my fourth grade class was my ability to burp spontaneously on command. You know, I'm I'm talking like first half of the alphabet
1: level. Wow to think to think harvard didn't want to
0: <laughs> yeah i don't i don't pull the trick out too much anymore it's really not as uh entertaining when an adult does it uh, but when i was a kid people <laughs> found it pretty funny and and again that's just swallowing air you can just literally suck in that air down your esophagus into your stomach rather than your airway and then uh you can make magic happen and if if Instead of like me, you're not sucking in all at once, but just little slurps here and there. It can add up to quite a bit, and you can feel pretty lousy. Your stomach can feel really full. Mm.
1: So swallowing, swallowing air is one way most people get too much gas into their uh, stomach. And why don't we talk about the second way?
0: Okay, yeah. So, so one cause of bloating is definitely just swallowing too much air. And there's a lot of reasons you might do that. But it's not, by a long shot, the most common cause of bloating. The most common cause is actually your body producing air. Not air that you swallowed, but, but air being generated by chemical reactions with the food that you ate. Mm. And this actually uh, gets into an interesting fact about the human body, which is that it is full, full of bacteria. And the intestines actually have trillions of bacteria in them.
1: Yeah, but now, these are good bacteria, right? We're going to scare everybody.
0: These are the good guys. So most people think of bacteria only in a negative way. Uh, bacteria causing infections, causing all sorts of problems, and they definitely do that. Uh, But many kinds of bacteria are good. They're kind of like, I don't know, barnacles. They just sit in your body and uh, help process the food that you make, help create certain vitamins, and really generally don't cause any problems. In fact, I I read once that there are more bacteria living in your intestines than there are cells in your entire body elsewhere, your cells.
1: Is that really true?
0: Which means that you, Mark, are more bacteria than (laughs) humans, which- I have always felt, let me just- I
1: have been called worse, thank you.
0: <laughs> you know, cell by cell, uh, mm. you you are you are more of a bacterium walking around than- human. Thankfully, <laughs> your human cells are a little bigger.
1: <laughs> but not- these are the good bacteria that are, again, very important for people with your uh, immune response and everything. They, they serve a lot of good purposes.
0: So you've got those bacteria in there. And like I said, they help process certain foods that you eat. And certain foods react uh, differently to those bacteria. Some foods, they process and cause a lot of gas to form. And uh, one example of that is lactose. So lactose is the sugar found in dairy, milk, for example. And if you're lactose intolerant and you get bloated and uncomfortable and, and maybe have diarrhea after having milk, it's probably because your body does not have a key enzyme, a key chemical that is needed to break down that lactose sugar. And instead, uh, it gets down to those bacteria, not fully processed, and they work on it. And when they work on it, they make a lot of gas. And so that fills up your system.
1: They feast on those foods.
0: Yes. And so you get bloated. And so you know, if you're feeling really full and bloated right after finishing your meal, it's probably just that your stomach's really full. But if you start feeling bloated starting 30 to 40 minutes after eating your meal, then that is the air being produced by those bacteria. And-
1: but wait, we already talked about when you swallow too much air, you burp it out. What happens with the air in your abdomen? Uh,
0: well, I think anyone who has shared a crowded elevator with Mark knows what
1: happens <laughs> with that. <laughs> That's why I take the stairs. That They won't let me. Security usually makes me.
0: Yeah. This is, this is why you shouldn't uh, eat a large meal and then stand near an open flame uh, <laughs> or get into a small contained space with people whose opinion you care about. Uh, that air can only come out one way, and it's coming out on the bottom. So, Actually, a fun
1: fact. Don't they say the average person produces or passes gas upwards of 20 times a day?
0: Just one of the many ways in which you are above average. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so 20 times a day, that's, that's a lot of gas, but I think most of those are not so dramatic, I would think, for most of us. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about an even more common kind of food – uh, that causes you to produce a lot of gas. And then we're gonna talk into some solutions, some of the ways in which you can
1: uh, yeah, when, eliminate when should, this problem. When should people freak out? Like can you chill or should you be worried?
0: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about a few cases where maybe it's not so benign. So stick with us, we'll be right back. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Okay, so we're back. So we've talked about bloating, that uncomfortable sensation that your gut is really full, that your waistline is rapidly expanding, and maybe you're belching more or passing gas more. we talked about how sometimes it's just from eating too much and having a really full stomach. Sometimes it's from swallowing a lot of air, like if you chew a lot of gum or you're drinking uh, soda or carbonated drinks, or if you're using a straw. And uh, But most of the time, it's actually because your body is making a lot of air. And one kind of food that can frequently cause that problem, uh, is dairy. So the lactose that's in dairy is not always completely processed by your body. And the trillions of bacteria living in your gut work on that lactose and turn it into, uh, partially air. And, uh, that fermenting process that causes air can make you feel bloated about 30 minutes after you eat a meal. But that is not the most common cause of bloating uh, from the diet. Mark, do you want to take listeners through what actually causes more bloating than anything?
1: You mean the legumes, as you told me to Google the word, even though I never took high school French? <laughs>
0: yeah, legumes. Beans, legumes. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you Google it. Do you want to tell the friendly people out there uh, what an example of a legume is?
1: Oh, I think like potato or green leafy vegetables. Mm,
0: Mark, you have once wrong? again failed French.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I also failed Google.
0: <laughs> you are... Not even close. A potato is not a legume. A chickpea yes. is an example of a legume. A lentil is a legume. Yes. And certain beans like kidney beans, uh, lima beans are legumes.
1: I was just testing you.
0: Yeah, just testing me. Um, so so those are legumes. So, so those uh, can frequently uh, cause a lot of bloating because they contain complex carbs in them that don't get broken down easily by your body and make their way to the – bacteria in your gut so if you uh, enjoy lentils or hummus and then you have a lot of bloating and gas afterwards you're probably one of the people that just doesn't handle legumes so well mm-hmm. and mark that's why you stopped eating indian food right
1: <laughs> dad and they don't let me into any of the restaurants anymore after that one incident
0: anyway um <laughs> do you want actually, to tell listeners about that mark Yeah I, I, why, why you now. have a lifetime ban
1: <laughs> <laughs> and not just the restaurants the whole country um Actually, it turns out a lot of people who complain about bloating don't actually produce any more gas than other people do, but they just have an increased sensitivity to what the gas they do produce. So we'll talk about that later when we get to treatment options.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So that's all the causes of bloating. Some very common ones in there. Uh, if you find yourself unbuckling your pants after you have a large meal, maybe, uh, maybe you're in this group. So let's talk about treatments. So number one, one thing that you can definitely do, just eat more slowly, right? Yeah. Uh, I eat like a animal that hasn't seen food in a week. Mm. And it took my wife a long time to get used to this. And it
1: usually shows.
0: (laughs) It it took her a long time to get used to this because I am usually polishing off my plate before she's even halfway done. This Mm. is not a behavior that people should emulate.
1: It's a wonder you even got married.
0: (laughs) Although I, I don't know about you, but I think that this is common among doctors. I think that we are used to eating under duress in very short time periods.
1: That in bad handwriting, right?
0: <laughs> like in a five minute window between patients. I don't know. I was told once as a medical student that you need to learn how to eat a whole meal in less than five minutes, mm-hmm. uh, which might be good for I'm a standing
1: busy. up while walking.
0: Yeah, while well walking, and uh, and interviewing a patient. Uh, so I think ever since that, I've just been a fast eater, but that's not good. And your stomach can only take so much at one time and it's going to make you feel icky and bloated as I unfortunately frequently do. So that's solution. Number one solution. Number two, well, Mark, you alluded earlier to straws.
1: Well, I think, I think try to get, yeah, try to figure out what foods cause you to bloat more. Like when I'm sitting there drinking Diet Coke all day, you know, I shouldn't be shocked that I feel bloated because I just had like, you know, four pints of like carbonation in me. So if you could figure out with a little journal or in your head, what you ate or drank the day you feel uh, bloated, then you could maybe hold off on those, those foods or drinks for a day or two to see if it relieves the bloating. And at least you have a reason for it and not to worry.
0: Yep. So often doctors refer to this uh, practice as keeping a food diary. Now, this is not a regular diary like the one Mark keeps about his crushes. Yeah, that's a little bre- black
1: book, and it's very little <laughs> these days, to be honest.
0: And in which you catalog all the uh, the grievances and uh, conflicts that you well, have that's over. Not, that's not that's not
1: such a little book.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that makes <laughs> that's a like thud a when, you dr- <laughs> when you drop it on the desk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most most people think that you're you're pulling out Gray's Anatomy, but it's actually your grievance <laughs> book, right? So no, it's not that kind of diary keeping. Uh, this is a food diary where you, you write down what you had for each meal uh, for about a week, and then you also keep track of your symptoms. And you try to see if there's any relationship between certain foods that you ate and symptoms that you have, and you'll be surprised what kind of patterns come out there.
1: You know, you know, a very common cause of bloating in a lot of people is chewing sugarless gum. It gets you on several levels. One, when you chew the gum all day, you're swallowing more ear, air, not ear, You you swallow more air. Uh, And two, that same bacteria love to feast on the sorbitol in the uh, sugarless gum.
0: Yeah. So keep track of all the foods. If if it turns out that you're actually lactose intolerant, as many people will discover through a process like this, you can either avoid lactose and uh, have lactose-free dairy, or there are actually supplements you can take called lactase, which is the enzyme that's missing. And, And if you have lactase in your body, if you take that pill before Eating lactose, then your body will break down that sugar better, and your bacteria in your gut won't get to it. Likewise,
1: there's some over-the-counter things for other people you could buy, also like simethicone and Bino B- uh, the Beano pills. You know, both of them can break down uh, certain sugars or break up the gas.
0: Yeah, so Beano is is just like taking lactase, except it's for those legumes. It helps. Mm-hmm process all of those complex carbs in the legumes so that you don't get so bloated after them. So if you really just have to have curry in a hurry and you're eating a lot of chickpeas and lentils and delicious foods, but you don't want to be bloated and passing gas later, try popping a beano beforehand. And then, yeah. you know, simethicone, I think simethicone, c- I'm not sure exactly. I think it basically helps you consolidate air in your stomach and burp it, it back up. It breaks it
1: up get... some, some way. Oh, actually I have a fun fact. Bi- bismuth, do I pronounce it right? Biz, biz, bismuth, as in peptobismol. It <laughs> yeah, actually can a... help reduce odor from stool. Did you know that? I didn't really. Yeah. So it,
0: does that work on flatulence as well?
1: <laughs> yeah, apparently. Hmm.
0: You know, because I'm going
1: to Costco and stocking <laughs> up today, but
0: you can hear me typing on Amazon right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually, so when um, should you see a doctor? So definitely see a doctor when the above measures. Don't mitigate or, you know, stop your symptoms.
0: Yeah. So if, if you're really having bothers and bloating and dietary changes aren't working, then that's something that needs to be checked out. Because first of all, every now and then, especially among older adults, you know, over the age of 60 or so. Bloating can be an early sign of a real problem. Cancers can cause bloating, pancreatic cancer, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, ovarian cancer, liver problems. Which is
1: what a majority of women who have bloating start to freak out about for good reason, even though the likely cause of bloating in the majority of people is not ovarian cancer, but it should be considered.
0: Yeah, so if simple dietary changes and food journal like the one we mentioned don't help your symptoms, get checked out because it's, again, especially if you're on the older side, mm-hmm. there can be some real issues there that need to be addressed. And and if your bloating doesn't vary throughout the day too, like if if you're if you're gaining weight rapidly in your belly and it's not like it gets much worse after certain meals, it's just there all the time, it might not even be air in your belly. It could be fluid. could be
1: fluid. Yeah, it could be a something called ascites from heart failure, liver failure, kidney failure. You know, Particularly if you also get swelling in your legs at the same time, you need to get to a doctor's stat.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's a cause of bloating. It definitely needs to be worked up more. But
1: you brought up another issue that's important. If the bloating also is associated with changes in your bowel habits, whether you have now diarrhea or constipation, you should see a doctor. They need to do a workup, you know?
0: Yeah, you mentioned earlier, some people are more sensitive to bloating and yeah. that gets into something called irritable bowel syndrome where some people uh, are just have guts that are very sensitive, irritable. And as a result, bloating happens commonly. Mm-hmm. Frequently, you get this like belly pain that uh, gets better after having a bowel movement. Can be associated with constipation or yeah. diarrhea or both. So, if if you're having really unreliable bowel habits, if you're constipated frequently, having diarrhea frequently, and you have painful bloating, you could have IBS, as it's yeah. called. irritable bowel
1: syndrome, which is actually different than inflammatory bowel disease. So irritable bowel syndrome is what Chris was just talking about. Inflammatory bowel disease includes different things like Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. And a lot of the times people with those diseases wake up in the middle of the night with diarrhea. So especially if you wake up at night having to go to the bathroom, that's that's definitely, yeah, it could be a, a telltale sign that you might have, you know, inflammatory bowel disease. Uh, again, which is different than irritable bowel syndrome. And you should seek medical attention.
0: One other thing on the list that should be checked if you're having these kinds of symptoms is celiac disease, uh, which is intolerance to gluten. And it's not just like, oh, you know, gluten doesn't sit so well with me. It's like you have really bad uh, abdominal cramping, pain, diarrhea, bloating uh, when you eat gluten. And that's something else that your doctor's going to look for if you are having these symptoms and they can't be treated with simple uh, dietary changes other than excluding all gluten which is something that you don't need to do unless you have confirmed celiac disease
1: exactly actually it's you know everyone's talking about i'm on a gluten-free diet it turns out only one percent of the population actually has gluten problems um you know, celiac disease, although there is something called celiac uh, sensitivity, but 1% of the population has celiac disease. And it's actually been shown that for people, the other 99% who don't have celiac disease, who actually abide by a gluten-free diet, you might actually be making your body worse. You might actually be increasing your risk of heart disease. So,
0: yeah. So if you out there are struggling, like we do sometimes with bloating, gas, Mm -hmm. hopefully these, Pretty straightforward suggestions will help you get rid of those symptoms. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, you'll have a good understanding of when to get additional medical evaluation and what some other possibilities might be.
1: Yeah. Oh, I want to add one more thing. Women who actually have more bloating during their uh, period could actually have something called endometriosis. So that's something also they can get medical attention for. So uh, that's, uh, you know, that could be a very common symptom of people, uh, women with endometriosis.
0: So something to definitely check out as well. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Hey, everyone. At the Am I Dying podcast, we absolutely love answering listener questions. So if you've got one, please contact us and we will answer it during our show. You can call 855-AUDIO-66. That's 855-AUDIO-66. And press option number four for Am I Dying? If you're one of those weird people who doesn't have letters on your numbers, call 855 855- 283-4666. Thanks. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Am I Dying is a production of Off Script Media. Our executive producer is Matthew Zachary. Andrew McDowell is our senior producer. Am I Dying is recorded, mixed, and edited by Ariel Nachman. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments and feedback. For more information, visit offscript.com.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.